It's always exciting to see a dedication. Three young children that will grow up to be the church of the future should the Lord tarry. And that's an encouragement to me. It gives me confidence that we leave this future generation to go on for the Lord. It's such a blessing. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Father, we're so thankful for our church. We're thankful for our leadership, for our elders, our deacons, each person in the church, Lord, each member, each servant, all that they do for you. We thank you for the parents. Please give them the wisdom, the strength, and the encouragement to raise their children for you. And we pray, Lord, that you will give us open hearts this morning to receive your word, open eyes to see the truth, open ears to hear it, and pray by the Spirit of God that you will have a message for everyone in our audience today. We pray, Lord, that you will hide me behind the cross and use your word in a powerful way. And we ask this in Jesus' precious and most worthy name. Amen. 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 It's amazing we sang, there's no one else like you. Our God is a powerful God, but he's also a merciful God, a loving God, a gracious God. He reaches out to every single person, regardless of race or color or creed, like that teacher was saying. His love goes out to every single person. He doesn't discriminate. God loves each one. And he's a wonderful God. And when you can know him in a personal way, and that's the most exciting thing about Christianity, is that Christianity is not just a religion. It's more than that. It's a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's a loving, personal relationship is what we have through Jesus Christ. He changes our lives from the inside. He makes us new creatures in Christ. He gives us things that we have never had before, like love, like forgiveness, like eternal life. And it's available, but we have to choose him. We have to choose to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior. And when we do that and we accept him into our lives, he changes us and he gives us a new life. I'd like to begin by telling a story of a keen young sea captain who stood in the lobby of a large hotel in Hong Kong, conversing with an Englishman. The Englishman said to him, so you've come to do business in the Orient. Well, let's step into the bar and tell me about your plans. I'm sorry, said the sea captain, but I never partake of alcoholic beverages. The man's face broke into an unbelieving smile. Entering the Oriental trade without having a scotch and soda? Yes, sir. Do you expect to be successful without taking your friends into a tavern for a drink? If you do, he said with a cynical laugh, God help you. The young man replied, God will help me. And he was right. Years later, Robert Dollar stood on the 10th floor of a building that bore his name near the San Francisco Bay. He was watching the workmen unload cargo from freighters that had come from all over the world. Having avoided the pitfalls of liquor, he had indeed been richly blessed by the Lord. And you know, when you give your life to Christ, he gives you a confidence, not in yourself, but a confidence in him. And that's why this young man could say no to the things of this world 
and yes to the things of God because the spirit of God was in him. And today we're going to look at the subject of confidence in Christ, confidence in Christ. You know, everybody's looking for confidence today, whether they're athletes, sports teams, movie stars, business people, business owners. Everybody wants to be confident. They want to enter into the arena with confidence. And there's nothing wrong with having confidence. But our confidence as Christians is not a self-confidence. It's confidence in Christ. And so that when we go and stand before people, and we talk to people, and we interrelate to people, it's not about us and how we are. It's about Christ and who He is and how He can change lives. It's a, it's a confidence that comes through the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to give a definition of confidence that's found in the dictionary. It says confidence is firm belief, trust, reliance, the fact of being or feeling certain assurance. And when you have Christ, you have assurance. Fanny Crosby, the blind lady who wrote so many hymns, said, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. That's confidence. You know, when God gives you life, he gives you blessings. He does so many things for you. You can have confidence in him. It's not a confidence in ourselves, but it's a humble acknowledgement that everything we have is from him. Everything we see around us is from God. And we should acknowledge him and put him first. And when we do that, we have confidence. The verses we'd like to look at today are Psalm verse 118 and verses 8 and 9. Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. Ed's going to put it up on the board. And I was interested, I read something recently that said, this verse here is the exact middle point in the whole Bible. This is the middle verse. The Bible stretches from Genesis to Revelation. This is the midpoint in the Bible. And isn't it amazing what it says? It says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. And we're going to look very briefly this morning on who or what not to put our confidence in? And then secondly, who or what to put our confidence in? Jeremiah 17.5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. You know, we can't put confidence in ourselves. You know, you go to school, you get an education, you get brought up in a godly Christian home, you get all these benefits. You can't get proud. You can't allow pride to come in because it's what the Lord has given us. And we, he gives us the confidence. Paul said in the New Testament, he says, I have no confidence in the flesh. And that's the great apostle Paul who had so much knowledge in Judaism and he was such a, a powerful man and, and so knowledgeable. He says, I put no confidence in the flesh. Now, there's nothing wrong with being confident and we should go in 
And we should be confident at work. We should be confident in school. We should be confident at home, wherever we go. But that confidence, as I said, is a confidence not in ourselves. It's in God. Because He's the one we can trust. He's the one who we can rely on. He's the one who can help us. And as Adel mentioned this morning, parents, if you don't trust the Lord to help you raise your kids, you can't do it. And none of us can live the Christian life without His power and without His help. We need that confidence. We need that assurance of knowing God through His Word. And that's why it is so important to read His Word every day. To study His Word. To meditate on it. To pray every day and ask God to be with us. And then, as you go out your door in the morning, after having your devotion with the Lord, spending time with Him, you go out with confidence. Conversely, if you don't spend time praying, you don't spend time in the Word, you don't prepare yourself for it, how can you be confident going out into the world? It's not going to be a good day. But if we take the Lord and we trust in Him and we live by His Word, it will be a good day and we will have confidence because it's confidence in Him. So many today put their confidence in wealth and when they're on the top and they've got a lot of money, they're very confident. But if they lose that money, what happens? They go down. They go down. Material things are like that too. We can't trust in them. We can't put our trust in our knowledge or our talent or our education or our experience. We have to put our trust in the Lord. That's why he says it is better. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Man can always let you down. Even though we all have friends, we have loved ones, they can let us down. God, through Jesus Christ, will never let you down. He'll never let you down. That's why the hymn writer says, and I quote this hymn all the time, and I love it, it says, Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. And we're thankful for that. People change. Circumstances change. Randy mentioned that this morning at worship team. Everything changes. God doesn't change. It says of the Lord Jesus Christ, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. He'll never love you any less nor any more. He's got the most love for you as He has right now and will always have that same love. He'll never change. He'll never turn against you. He'll never turn His back on you. He'll never walk away from you. When you have the Lord, He is with you. The problem is, people put their trust in things that do change. They put it in things like material things, homes and cars and jobs and the stock market and politics and all these things. They put their confidence in it. But you can't put confidence in that. So many times right now we're having an election year and maybe you've got a candidate you like, right? I've got confidence, all right, I'm gonna, that my candidate's gonna win. Well, the next thing you hear, uh, so and so has suspended their campaign and is no longer actively seeking the nomination for presidency of the United States. Things change. It's amazing how things change in this world. We can't put our confidence in man. We can't put our confidence in princes, in leaders, in athletes. It's so sad. You put your heart on it and they'll, they'll fail you. They'll let you down. It's just the way the world is. 
You know, Bay Alarm has a slogan. You've probably heard it before on TV or on the radio. And their slogan is this. Bay Alarm, what have you got to lose? Well, they're telling you, you need an alarm system, right? Alicia, you need their, their alarm system. Put the alarm system in and then you can, you can trust it. You can have confidence in it. And you have the alarm system and what happens? They break into your house. They break your alarm system. Rip it off the wall. Does that sound familiar? You can't put your trust in man. You can't put your trust in what this world offers. You have to put your trust in God. In what He offers. Because that will never fail. It will always be reliable. It will always be certain. There's always a calm assurance from it. The question is this. If we shouldn't put our confidence in man, and we shouldn't put our confidence in ourselves, then who should we put our confidence in? And as I've already alluded to it, the answer is to put our trust in the Lord. That's why David gave the answer in this verse. He said, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord because he never changes. He never fails. He has all the power and all the love. He has everything we need. You know, when the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 8 and verse 31, he said those glorious words that are so encouraging and so so much a blessing to us, it gives us confidence. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? No one. No one can be against us. He also wrote to the Philippians, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our dear uh, basketball phenomenon, as I call him, uh, Seth, uh, Steph Curry, has that written on his shoe. I can do all things. And it, in the rest of the verse is through Christ who strengthens me. And that is so true. And we're thankful that when we're walking in God's will, when we're in the center of his will, like you're walking right down the center of this aisle, when you're in the center of God's will, there's not a more confident place that you can be is being in the will of God. Amen. That's where it's confidence from. But if we deviate by going to the right or we deviate by going to the left or we take an exit or a detour in life, The Lord will have to bring us back, but it'll be the hard way. He wants us to walk in the center of his will and then we'll have confidence. It reminds me of the story of David and Goliath. When David went out to face Goliath, he went out not in the confidence in himself, but he went in the confidence of his God. Goliath, on the other hand, who happened to be nine feet, nine inches tall. David was nowhere near that, right? He came out confident in himself. He was a great soldier. He had armor. He had a spear. He had the experience. Everybody else was afraid of him, even the whole army of Israel. But David came out and he says, you have blasphemed the name of the Lord. I come against you in the name of the Lord. And he he ridiculed David. And David says, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to cut off your head. And you know what? He did it. He did it with a sling and one stone. And the giant came falling down. And in our lives today, we can have that same kind of confidence in God because we have the same God David had. We have a relationship with the God of Israel who is the Lord and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can be thankful for that. And when we put our confidence in Jesus Christ, that is a confidence that is unshakable. It's unbreakable. It's unmovable. It's unchangeable and it's unmistakable. 
That's the kind of confidence we have as Christians. And you say, well, you Christians think you have all the answers, that your way is the only way that's right. It's not us. We're not saying it of ourselves. The Bible says it. Jesus said it. And he said it in a loving way to people to come to him. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You Christians are narrow-minded. Call us narrow-minded if you want. Jesus gave the one and only way. If you were sick and you needed a certain serum, a certain medicine, and they had two or three there that you could choose from, and you said, well, I like this one, but it wasn't the right one. Would the doctor be a very compassionate and kind doctor to let you just, oh yeah, go ahead and try that one. Maybe, maybe it'll be okay. No, he'll say, this is the one and only cure for you. And Jesus is the only cure for our sins. The only one. He died for our sins on the cross and we accept Him. He's the only way. And He gives us confidence in knowing that once we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we have eternal life and we have it forever. He's not an Indian giver. He doesn't give us salvation and eternal life and then take it back. He says, once you have it, you have it forever. You'll be with me in heaven. He said to the thief on the cross, today you shall be with me in paradise. We're so thankful. We're so thankful for that. Yes, let's remember, Jesus Christ is the way. He's the one we want to follow. We want to put our confidence in Him. He'll give us confidence in our lives as we face circumstances that are very difficult. Shauna this week faced the loss of her father. Others have faced losses of jobs, losses of health, losses of wealth, many things. But when you're a Christian, it doesn't shake you. It doesn't move you because your faith is rooted in Christ and you're committed to him. And it may shake you up a little, but it's not going to really shake your faith or foundation because it's fully in Christ. We've built our life upon Christ, the solid rock. And as the hymn writer said, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. You've all heard that expression. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. How many have heard that expression? How many? Yes, right? It's an old timer. It's still around. They say that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, I have to change that a little bit because with the Lord, that's not true. We can put all our eggs in his basket and they'll never break. You can commit your life to him and put your trust in him and you can have confidence and you can know and with assurance that He is your Lord and Savior and you're going to be with Him forever. So as we conclude this brief message this morning, let's remember the words of Psalm 118 and verses 8 and 9, the middle part of the Bible. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in, in princes. Yes, others may let us down. They may turn against us. They may walk away. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He'll be with us all the way. He's the source of our confidence. Right now, in this day in which we're living, and in the future glory as well, and all along the journey. And if you haven't yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you may be younger, you may be older. Now is the day to accept Him. Every person has to make that personal relationship to accept Him as Lord and Savior. Don't put it off. Don't say, I'll do it later. I'll do it when I get older. I'll do it when I get home. 
right now bow your head and your heart and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. He died for your sins. He rose again. And He offers you the free gift of salvation. It doesn't cost anything. So many people in life say, well, if it's free, it must not be that good. And nothing in the world is really that free anyway, the cynic will say, right? God's free offer of salvation is the only true thing that is really free. No strings attached. Because once you've accepted Him as your Savior, you're going to want to follow Him all the days of your life. And He will give you the best life. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank You that we don't put our confidence in this world, Lord. We don't put our confidence in the fickle things that change every day. Lord, we put our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior who died for us, the One who is with us, the One who loves us, the One who's going to take us home to heaven. Lord, help us to have that confidence. Help us to spend time in Your presence, Lord, in prayer and Your Word. Help us to gather together as Christians and and encourage one another so that we can go forth in this world in confidence. Not a confidence in ourselves, but a confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know You as Lord and Savior, we pray that today will be the day they accept You, Lord Jesus, and their lives will be changed forever. And so we thank You for all that You've done and pray that You'll take us home safely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.